0: This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Let me open for us in prayer. Thank you, Father, that we can come to you this morning. And Lord, that we can lay every other distraction that we have aside. And Lord, that we will truly enter your presence, Lord, and your leading, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. So the title of the message this morning is, Diligently Entering His Rest. Don't you think that is appropriate for this time of the year? Hey? (laughs) So what do you think when I say rest? What is the first thing that comes to mind? You can tell your neighbor quickly. What is the first thing that comes to your mind? Okay, I see I've, there's a lot of people that that is smiling, so um, you obviously have some good thoughts uh, around rest. I actually thought of putting a, a, like a bed over here this morning and like getting up from the bed, but um, that that would have interfered with the message. And hopefully the message won't put you to bed today, um, that you'll actually stay awake during the whole message. So I'll try my best this morning. So, I know some of us really had a very rough year, um, and I think many of us yeah, had real tough times during this COVID period, and some people have even lost job opportunities, but there's also been some, some real amazing stories throughout this whole lockdown, especially like what was started in, in Clutersville or it was actually taken forward a little bit during this whole lockdown, and we also had... Uh, Many opportunities where the church actually came together and where we reached out and where we supplied food to, I think it was over a thousand students at one stage in the beginning of the lockdown. And that was only made possible because each one of you had the heart to contribute. And you you guys are really such an amazing blessing to this community of Stellenbosch. Um, if, If we or the church here was not here, there would have been... Like a big hole in this community. So I want to commend each one of you for opening your hearts and for really pouring out. But to get back to, to the message this morning, as I was preparing this last week or so, the Lord really laid on my heart that we need to enter His rest. Now, Maybe you shared with your neighbor that when you think of rest, you are thinking of that nice bed and just sleeping in and just going on holiday and just um, yeah, enjoying the time with yourself and by yourself. Now, unfortunately, this morning's message is not going to be about that type of rest. You see, when we work hard, there is definitely a place where we need to sleep maybe a little bit more. Maybe you had a couple of late nights and you were grafting and working extremely hard. I know that many of the nurses and people that is in medical industry and helping at hospitals, they are quite tired, physically tired, because they haven't had a break. And also now with the second wave and all the things that's busy happening, they, some of them are very tired, so we can pray for them. They actually also need like physical rest. But this morning's message is, is not aimed at that physical rest. It is a different rest, and we'll get into that this morning. And I know some of, some of us are going on, on holiday, and sometimes even going on holiday for, for some of us are quite tiring. So, some of us are having times of loneliness even with people around us. Some of us go back to our families where it's sometimes a bit uncomfortable. I know that um, many of the students really, at the end of their holidays, they actually just want to come back to Stellenbosch, to come back to their community and the people that, that care for them. So sometimes even physical rest or going on a holiday can be quite a difficult time, and we're going to get into that this morning. But my prayer this morning is that we will really enter his rest, diligently entering the rest of the Lord. And what is that rest? If I can sum it up very short, it is to be led by the Holy Spirit. To be constantly in that place where you are being led by Holy Spirit. Now there are many areas that actually keep us out of rest. And I'm not going to go to delve too deep into these. I've, I've made a list and obviously this list is, is not a full list, but it can be a physical distraction. It could be sickness that is keeping us um, out of rest. It could be pain. It could be food. It could be shelter. It could be emotions, shame, fear, or guilt. It could be a mindset, our thought patterns. Could even be the will, sinful nature, our self-will, materialism, could be spirit, it could be a demonic attack, or it could be like a disconnect. These are all areas that can take us out of that place of truly being in the rest of God, truly being led by spirit. I want to read a scripture for us in Matthew 6 from verse 25 to 27. Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient is the day and its own trouble. Now the first key of really entering into his rest and his leading is actually to seek his kingdom first. I can tell you testimony upon testimony, I'm actually going to share a couple of testimonies this morning, but if our priorities are not focused on the kingdom of God, then we will burn out. We will quickly run into a place where we are actually dry and without rest, out of rest. To seek his kingdom has probably been the thing that has energized me personally the most than anything else. Being in that place of seeking his kingdom. I can tell you many stories and testimonies, but there's this young man that that is actually here this morning. He's in my home group. I'm not going to ask him to stand up, but but. His life was transformed this last year or two years. And he's into into the sports ministry. Now sports massaging. And earlier this year he got baptized and a couple of months later his his sister also got baptized, who's also here this morning. I won't look at look at them, but the the thing that really stood out was just the way that. He was pursuing God's kingdom. Not too long ago, he was, they have a contract with, with the Springboks and all sorts of amazing people that they work with. And the one day he was busy um, with a session with Siakulisi. And as he entered this, this session, he asked Siasa, so what music would you like to, to hear? And then he just said, but you can play anything. So he took his opportunity. And he started to play a gospel song. I don't know what the song was that, he was that he was playing, but he had the boldness to actually put a ministry song on. And as he was playing it, see I said, wow, that's exactly the song that I had in my heart. I wanted to sing that song. And before he knew that whole week, everybody in, in that whole camp was busy playing the songs that he was ministering or that he was putting on while he was busy doing the massages and helping them and and sorting them out. Isn't that amazing of how even in your workplace you can put God's kingdom first and as you put his kingdom first and seeking his righteousness, the rest will be added. A couple of days ago I, I had the privilege of going to the year end of the people that's living on the street in Somerset West. Now, I've been part of, of that ministry for some time, but what was quite amazing was that we, we had like a braai, so there were actually more people that, that came on, on Tuesday evening than normal because we had this, this braai, and most of them thought that we're just going to eat something, but then there was another couple of guys that came to actually minister, and Just a couple of days before that, I was driving past the the Strand Beach and I remember the occasion where where I baptized somebody with one of the cell leaders there in in Somerset West. And this guy had like a real rough, rough, rough background. I mean, he was into drugs, he was dealing in drugs, he was into gangs and all sorts of things. And that that morning we baptized Milo. And I actually found... Lost contact with him. And as I was driving past the beach on on Sunday, I remembered Milo and I thought, yo, I wonder what happened with Milo. And so that Tuesday evening came and that, that same guy that baptized him with me was there. And then, yeah, Milo came. And I was so pleasantly surprised. Milo had four or five other guys that came with him, filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, I've never, we've, we've ministered on with the street people many years, but that evening, that last evening, was so precious because Milo and his team, his band of brothers came and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And some of the the facilitators actually took a step back because they were just going for it. They didn't say, this is not like a year end. This is actually an opportunity to minister the gospel. People were on the ground. People were um, being prayed for. People were being healed. But that was just such an amazing testimony of somebody that was seeking God's kingdom first. And really being in God's rest. Now, I don't know if any of of you are working in operations or logistics. Anybody that's working in operations or logistics that's here this morning? There's only like one or two. You know why they're not here? Because they're probably busy working. (laughs) Um, I used to be in in manufacturing and operations and all of that. And Let me tell you, it is probably the, the most difficult thing when you've got this full schedule to actually... Spend time with God because there's all these lists and all these things that are running in in the back of your mind. And one thing that I did personally this last while was to not take my cell phone into my bedroom or the first thing that I look at in the morning. And that's a note for some people here this morning. You can't sleep with your cell phone next to you and don't wake up. With yourself and next to you. Because you will be distracted. Do I have an amen there? (laughs) Thanks Ruben. (laughs) And let me tell you what a difference that made with my quiet time. Because many times we are already distracted when we get up in the morning. Because the first thing that we do is we check what is the WhatsApp that came in. What is the Facebook. What is all the things that, that distracts us. But when we Go in the morning and the first thing after you've done your round is go to your inner room. Somebody caught that one. eh? (laughs) Um, Is go to the inner room and spend time with God. There's nothing that will refresh you like spending time with God. I'm almost at the end of the sermon here with with that part. But um, let's look at Romans 8 from verse 5 to 9. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is in enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, for indeed can't be, nor can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. But entering that place of being led by the Spirit, not going for the things of the flesh. Now, I know that this is probably one of the most or the toughest times of the year with this christmas time and all of this that that is around us now i thought that with all the things that has happened this year that there will be like no christmas decorations maybe we'll skip all of all of the christmas decoration and and i thought maybe people wouldn't have money uh, to go to the shops to buy all sorts of stuff but yo the people are flogging to the mall I fortunately didn't go with my wife to the mall yesterday, poor, poor wife, um, she had to battle her way through, through the, all the Christmas shopping and all of that. But, if you have been in Shofa for a number of years, then you would remember that there was some sermons that, that we had about Christmas. Now, I'm not going to talk this morning too much about Christmas, but Go and do your own research in terms of what the roots are of Christmas. And do yourself a favor and, and, and just go and do a study on the different yeah, you know, the pagan roots um, in, in the whole Christmas period of time. You will be quite surprised. Now we've been you know, gathering as family for it's it's really a special time christmas time together as as family but this whole christmas period is actually a time where people are there's almost like this catalyst in the air that causes people just to focus on themselves and to get stuff for themselves and I know when when it's normally this time of year it's it's actually a very difficult time spiritually because you have to sort of work through all the all the stuff and all the things that is happening on the side and everybody that is just focused on all the add-ons and all the stuff surrounding Christmas and sometimes it is quite quite difficult for me and Delita and myself we went to visit some friends the other day and we just seek some counsel of how do you guys do this period over Christmas? What do you do? And, and the lady said something very important that actually sort of changed my mind about the whole period of Christmas. And she said, you need to focus on the good parts. Focus on the family. And maybe change the tradition of just giving gifts. Maybe change that tradition by actually Blessing a person with words, words of encouragement. And this year, um, I'm really trusting the Lord that, that this year will be a bit different than previous years for us as a family. Where we actually go and share testimonies and where we encourage each other and where we share with each other the goodness of God so that we can put the focus on Jesus and not on ourselves. See, that is probably... The most distracting thing for us is ourselves and our own selfish needs. And this time of year is many times where that is catapulted into the next level. You can ask yourself, how many times are, are your children, are they fighting after the Christmas thing? Fighting over the toys, fighting over all sorts of things. Hey, isn't that true? Can somebody, okay, I've got four or five people. <laughs> um, so let's change that, that culture where we actually focus everything on the kingdom. Focus on Jesus. You see, in this time, our focus many times is, is on material thing, things and not on, on relationship. I want to read for us further in 1 Timothy from 1 Timothy 6, from verse 1 to 10. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing with these, we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Now, my two boys finished with primary school on I think it was on Friday. It was actually the last day because next year we're going to start with homeschooling, and that's also another story that I'm not going to go into. But the interesting thing was that they brought this little book from school back, and I also used to go to to this school, so it was like a 50-year um, page that that they actually gave each each child. And as as we opened this up, they had a message. Each child actually had to write a little message in in this book, and I think they actually did a lot of effort to get and accumulate everybody 's messages and a little photo with every person. so what is the first thing that you guys would do if you if you know that there's a message um, that is written there? What would you do? Go and look for your child 's message eh <laughs> and so I went to look at at <laughs> at my my one child 's message and and it was quite shocking to me when I, when I read his message. They asked them, so if you were the headmaster, what would you um, want for each child? Or what would you want to have? And he said, now if you are nine years old, each person in school needs to receive 500 million rand. <laughs> 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 and... Um, that shocked me a bit because that is not the way that we are actually raising raising our children. But he obviously just wanted uh, um, some financial blessing of, of some sort. Um, actually I actually had to take him just aside a little bit and actually read the scripture to him yesterday. And um, just getting him back on, on, on the real track. <laughs> but um, that will inflict many pain and many sorrows if we... Or just pursuing the love of money. You will be inflicted. Now, recently I, I did a wedding of, of really wealthy people. And it was such an amazing privilege to, to spend time with a with family. But the, there was one thing that I spoke to the couple about. And that one thing was about their time. You see, what is it... That we spend our time on. You know time is probably the most scarce commodity that you and me have. Isn't that true? I mean we don't live in yesterday. We don't live in tomorrow. We only live in this moment. And the question that I, that I had for, for this couple was what are you doing with your time? How are you making sure that the time that you have that you are really spending that time wisely. See, when when we get married, it, it is like this amazing day, and you think, yo, everything is just gonna be like this beautiful day. And and I really hope that you know, there's some couples here that, that you are still in love like 30 years ago. But what are you spending your time on? See, many times we get distracted with many other things. Our Friends maybe become so important that we just want to spend time with our friends. Or our work becomes so important that we just spend every breathing moment making sure that we are spending time at work and doing our best at work. And many times neglecting the most important relationships that we have. And we know what those relationships are. It's our relationship with God and our relationship with our spouses and our, and our loved ones. That is the most precious relationships that we have and that we must spend our time in. You see, many times we get distracted with lots of other things. If you had to visit somebody at the end of their life when it's like their last moments... I can tell you that none of those people would ever say, I wish I spent more time doing business. Or I spent more time away from home. Or I wish I built this thing up. No. Spend time with the Lord and spend time with loved ones. I want to read for us in Hebrews 3. From verse 16 to 19. For who, having heard, rebelled? Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt, led by Moses? Now, with whom was he angry forty years? Was it not with those who sinned? Those corpses fell in the wilderness. And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? But to those who did not obey. So we see that they could not enter because of unbelief. Hebrews 4 from 1 to 2. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith, In those who heard it, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God, for he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. See, when we follow Jesus in faith and obedience, we will be in his rest. But when we are in unbelief, it will cause us to not be in that rest. It will take our focus away from Jesus. I remember a number of, about four or five years ago, as I alluded a bit earlier to the fact that I was in operations or in manufacturing, I worked in the fiberglass industry for about 13 years and in that time, I also met Jesus, and my life was transformed and as I rightfully just said, there was a different focus in my life for about 13 years that I was just focused on on this business and making sure that I 'm doing my best in this business and just working as if it was my own and I'm not saying that it is not a good thing to be diligent and to be excellent in your work. I'm saying that we need to be excellent in our work. But what I'm also saying is that we do need to have boundaries. And basically what happened was that over a period of time the Lord spoke to me and he said that there's a new season that is coming. And I was not 100% certain what that season was going to be about um, at that time, as I was just listening to what he was saying, he said, there's a new season coming. And as I was just continuing with, with the work that I was doing, there was this one point where the Lord basically told me that I need to resign from, from my workplace. Now, at that time, I was, it was about four, four years ago, so 30, 35, 36 years old. And I went to my wife and we spoke a little bit about it, or actually a lot about it, <laughs> and um, she said, okay, well, if the Lord is leading you to, to this next step, then surely you will also provide for that next step, and also at the, at the time, I was very involved in a new development that we were, were doing at work, and I knew that if we had to continue with this development, I'm one of those people that just want to see something through, so I... I wouldn't, like, midway stop. And we just started with with this new development, a new amazing product. And then the Lord led me to, to resign from my workplace. And I'm not advocating that you guys should go on Monday and, and resign from your workplace. You need to listen to what the Lord is saying. Um, there's a bit more to the story. So on the Monday, I went and I went to resign and it was such an amazing time where i first thought that this boss of mine would actually tell me you are busy going crazy and you shouldn't do this and that 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 was what i had in the back of my mind but it was such an amazing opportunity just to speak to him and he said well actually my wife said this weekend she wonders when Eugene will go into ministry and then he told her well maybe in 5 years or 20 years or something like that but then it was actually that day so then I resigned, and I thought that I was going to work like at least three months to make sure that everything is okay because we were, I was managing about 80 people at the time and two different factories. And so I just also wanted to buy some time because I thought, where's this provision and all of this going to come from? But in any case, so at the end of the month, many people came to salvation at work, and I was praying for people. And I think at, at that time, my my direct superior, one of the directors of the company, thought, sure, this oak is really going crazy, so maybe let him, let him rather go and do this ministry thing. So then he told me, no, listen, Eugene, we are releasing you now. You can go. Don't worry to still work uh, another two months. You can actually go. Now, then I thought, okay, obviously the bond needs to be paid at the end of the month, and there's a lot of things that... That is actually, yeah, that, and the month is, is actually coming closer. So I decided, well, the Lord gave me a couple of ideas and a couple of plans. I put my suit on and I decided, no, okay, now I'm going to go and look for these opportunities that the Lord showed me. And as I, as I went out the first week after I, I finished at, at the workplace, the Lord told me, no, take the suit off. And go going, and going hang it up in the, in the cupboard. I want you to rest now for, for four months. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I, I feel like a rest going to bed and sleep, sleeping a little bit. But to rest for four months, I don't know what that is. Because, I mean, being in operations, you must make sure that the things happen. The end of the month is coming. So you need to start a business. You need to, like, in a way, provide for yourself. Um, and... As I went to see everybody and the Lord spoke to me, I I put the the suit up in the the cupboard and I went to speak to Talita, obviously, and went to speak to my parents because I thought they might think this oak has got a midlife crisis of some sorts because how can he just uh, end and stop his work and now he's coming to us and he's telling us I'm going to rest for four months. So I think they thought... Um, something something is is wrong over here. But then they said, well, if that is what you are hearing from the Lord, then that is what you need to be obedient to. And so I was obedient. And the actual part that I want to share out of this testimony was the time that I spent with God in that four-month rest period. It was the most amazing time that you can ever think. I went up to the mountains and I, I remember this so clearly. And as I went up, up the Haldeberg mountain and I was watching over the whole of Falls Bay, one thing that I noticed was how people were driving. I mean, it, it's just crazy. You just see cars up and down, up and down. And I was thinking, where's all these people driving to? What is the purpose of this rat race that we are partaking in? You see, that was probably one of the most beautiful parts of, of this COVID period was actually that forced place where we were forced to actually stop with the things that we were busy with. And I think many of us actually made a lot of vows that we will never run after the kids and the school programs ever again. We will never pack our schedule so full with all sorts of things. But I'm pretty sure that many of us have become even more busy than what we were before that time. And this morning I want us to actually reflect on that. I know that some of us are still going through through trying times. And it is still difficult. But what I do want to say is fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Him. Seek his kingdom first. Now, with that testimony, what happened was at the end of the first month, when there was no money in the bank and there was a lot of thought of what's going to happen with uh, the bond payment and all of this, then my previous boss decided to pay three months of salary into my account. And Talita got a tax return that helped with a fourth month of, of holiday or time of rest. Isn't God amazing? That when we follow Him in faith and obedience, He provides for us. So that we don't have to go in that place of striving. Trying to do things out of your own strength. And that is really the message that I want to bring home this morning. Is that we will constantly be in a place where we are in God's rest. Where we are not following our own ways and own desires. But that we actually stop and that we pause. But where does it start? It starts in the morning. It starts with a place when you get up. Maybe you do your quiet times in the evenings. But we need to stop. We need to pause. We need to spend time with God. And if your life is too busy, if your workplace is keeping you too busy that you can't do that, then you need to get your priorities straight. We need to have our priorities straight. Because when we focus on Jesus and His righteousness... That scripture says, uh, Matthew 6.33, the last part, and the rest shall be added. Don't focus on the rest. Don't focus on the other things. Focus on Him and resting in Him. As I said earlier, time is a scarce commodity. We need to spend it wisely. Especially now that many of us are going on, on holiday and going away. Don't go and sit in front of the TV. I can tell you now that you will not find rest like you are looking for when you are sitting in front of the television. See, I always say, television. <laughs> Don't go and binge on series, spend time in the Word of God. Earlier this year, I was, as I was doing my quiet time, there was this time that I wasn't spending enough time in, in the physical Word of God. I was worshipping a lot and spending a lot of time in worship, but not physically actually reading the Word. And what really helped me was one of those years reading through the Bible. So every morning when I get up, in my quiet time, I take that year planner and I go through the reading list and I go through scripture. You see, if we are not feeding on the word of God, we will be malnutritioned. We need to feed on the word of God. Amen? You I want to read for us in Hebrews 6 from verse 10 to 12. For God is not unjust to forget our work and labor of love which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who, through faith and Patience inherit the promises. So this morning my prayer is that that we will continue to flow in his rest. Continually to be led by his spirit. Each one of us are going maybe different place for holiday. Some of us are staying here. Was speaking to somebody that, that is staying here in Stellenbosch over the holiday, and, and I asked the person this morning, So are you doing, you staying home, so are you doing the garden route? He said, What's the garden route? That's, that's there. I said, No, man, the garden route is, You can the achtertain. This is the garden route. <laughs> but doesn't matter if you are going. Home, Staying home for December holiday if you're inviting family over or if you are going up the coast or wherever you are going. Don't neglect the time with God. Don't neglect resting in Him. Don't get sluggish. Now is actually an amazing opportunity for us to be equipped. To actually reprioritize our lives and to align it with Him. Because we've got some extra time now, so start with good habits. Start with something that the Lord has been laying on on your heart. Maybe it's an area that you need to be equipped. We are um, doing all our courses. We are opening all of them up during the December holiday, and you guys can go and do some of those courses. Or start with a Bible reading plan. There's so many opportunities on the you version that you can actually. Go and rest in Him and equip yourself. Use the opportunity to minister to family and friends. Share the testimonies of what the Lord has done in your lives during this year. I can tell you that there are many hungry family members that is not hungry for food. Yo, we planned so long before for what we're going to eat for Christmas dinner. Are you guys the same? I mean we already know the exactly what the menu is from A to Z. You guys also the same? Eh? No? huh? It's just us. <laughs> Lucretia says yes. <laughs> but do we plan our spiritual food? Do we plan what we're going to eat spiritually in this time? And I want to encourage each one of you. Plan that now. Make sure that you prioritize that time with God. Before you do other things. Before you go and kite surf or surf or do all, all of those lack of things. Spend time with Jesus because there's nothing like His refreshment. You will come, come home a different person. And I know Decembers are hard. And I almost wanted to ask in the beginning, who grew spiritually during a December holiday? And I think... There will not be a a lot of us that actually put our hands up. But let this 2020 December holiday be a holiday or a time of going away where you rest in the Lord. Not only physically. Yes, sleep a little bit late one morning or two mornings. But get up to spend time with God. And feed those that are hungry for the word of God. Feed them with your testimonies and with the Word of God. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.